0: Welcome to the Procure Strategy Podcast. Here, we talk about practical strategies and tips that lead to creating stronger supply chains and driving results. Here is your host, Louis Bastone. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Louis Bastone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Procure Strategy Podcast, where we will be covering our first in a series of five of the Procurement Process Light series. So essentially what that is, is I'm going to go more in depth into the five pieces of Procurement Process Light and what that process is. So The first is uh, the SOW phase, the scope of work and specification phase, and it's what do we do? That's generally the first thing that happens. That's what really triggers um, procurement to have to go out and get something. And there's a lot of things that we ignore in this day and age when it comes to this step. A lot of the time, what we tend to do is we tend to just take a scope of work or some specifications and just go right out to the suppliers and say, hey, listen, this is what we need. But this is the absolute wrong approach to take as a procurement professional. The first time that we really have to add value. And before the before we get a scope of work, uh, we would like to really have a category strategy. Sometimes it's feasible, sometimes it's not. It really depends on if we were anticipating having to procure this thing or not, but where we can really add value in the first chain of this process of us securing not goods and services, but performance results. The way that you really make sure that we're on the path to procuring performance results and not just goods and services, which anybody could procure, is in the SOW phase, is when we get a scope of work or a a group of specifications from our end users. And this is because when our end users give us a document of what they're looking to buy they're focused on that specifically what do the stakeholders want to buy and that is the wrong place to be focused so you could look at this in in three tiers you can look at it as the bottom tier being what do the end users or the stakeholders want to buy how the product or service will be used and the end result and where our end user generally is is what they want to buy and it's not to their fault it's that they're not approaching this in a way that they're really looking for design for total cost of ownership they're not they're not factoring in that thing All they know is that they have a problem to solve and they believe that they have the solution with the document they provided us. Now, where we need to bring them is the highest part of what I just mentioned as the three tier, which is the end result. We want to have a conversation with our end stakeholders about what really is the end result What are we looking to actually accomplish? This is where the idea of purchasing performance results, not goods and services, really stems from. This is the root of it. The root of it is not just looking at, hey, what do we want to buy? It's, what are we really looking to do? What's the end result? What's the goal? Once we understand what that really is and we have a sit down with our internal stakeholders and we really understand, you know, it's not that we want to buy this specific thing per se. It's that we're actually trying to solve this problem. It's that we're trying to do this thing. It's that we're looking for this end result. This is what optimal looks like. And once you figure out what optimal looks like to the end user. That's when you can really start putting into place steps to design for total cost of ownership within the procurement process. So essentially, the what is we are looking at trying to understand how to most efficiently manage the procurement process from the beginning, which is when we get an un- SOW or when we get specifications from an end user. And the why is this is really where a lot of value gets missed on procurement professionals part, not only from a monetary perspective, not only from a money perspective, but also from a results perspective, from a service perspective, if we don't really understand the end result and we're just taking what the stakeholders want us to buy, we're most likely missing a lot. We're not getting the context. And that's very important. So now we're going to talk about the how. How do we put... A scope of work or a group of specifications into context so that we can relay that message to the potential suppliers. So, the way that we do this, and really our first you can call it a negotiation is internal, it's to meet with the end user or the stakeholder and to say, Hey, listen. I see that you put that you wanted this specific brand of something or that you wanted uh, this specific specification. Um, You know, how does that actually contribute to the end result? And for that matter, what is the end result? What are we really looking to do? It's very important that in these sessions, we listen much more than we talk. We under we have to understand. What are our stakeholders really trying to do? What's the end goal? And why is that the end goal? We need to put the specifications into context. Once you start to put the specifications into context and get a full understanding of what the goal is, what the end result should be, this is where you can really start to make magic happen from a total cost of owner perspective. and. That's why it's so important to not just take a scope of work as is and just send it out to a bunch of a supply a bunch of suppliers and say failure you know to comply will lead to bid disqualification. And we're gonna get more into that in the next series, which is the RFX phase. So this is laying the groundwork for understanding what is the context and As mentioned, this is really the first negotiation that really happens in the procurement processes internally. It's to have the end stakeholder be open to alternative options that likely could get us a better end result based on what they're telling us. And in many cases, doing it for a better cost a better end result the lowest total cost of ownership but we need to have this conversation to from the beginning have our internal stakeholders be op be be open to, to having this because if they're not it's going to lead to a more reactive discussion later on so this is really being as proactive as we can be now, that is very important that we know that, but we also want to talk to the end user about other things, such as what's important in terms of this end result and what do we measure. Uh, Of course, having the conversation to come up with what sort of KPIs, what sort of key performance indicators that we want to have as well uh, when we go out to the suppliers and talk to them about what's actually important. And, of course, that could be based on many different things, but this initial meeting with the end user or the stakeholder uh, will really have to entail all of that. So just to wrap things up, And to um, summarize, the procurement process really starts when we get a request for something that we need to buy. And we're known as a group that buys goods and services, but really we have to purchase performance results. That is all that matters Because if we purchase goods and services that don't match the end result that we need, that don't give us the performance results, then we're not doing our jobs correctly at all. And quite frankly, anybody could be doing that. Uh, You don't need any sort of education uh, just to buy goods and services. That's something that anybody can do. So to recap, really what our stakeholders generally want to discuss is what they want to buy. And we need to take the conversation to what is the end result. And we need to understand what are we looking for as an organization? How does that align strategically with the higher level business objectives? And then we're ready to go out to our next phase of the RFX, which is the next that I will be talking about in this series. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.